Good afternoon, and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USD, Southern California, and beyond. From Los Angeles, I'm Charles Pink. On today's show, we continue our coverage of the fires scorching many areas across the state. We examine how students with learning disabilities are adjusting to taking exams on Zoom. And we take a look at whether or not people in the U.S. will still be able to use TikTok. All that and more from where we are. But first, these news headlines. For Annenberg Radio News, I'm Jeffrey Lee. More than 20 states report rises in coronavirus cases over the past week, while only 11 states report new cases falling more than a tenth compared to the week before. According to Chris Murray, director of the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, a huge surge in cases is likely at the end of the year, as colder temperatures lead to Americans spending more time indoors. Tomorrow at 6 p.m. PST is the first of three presidential debates between President Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden. According to the Commission of Presidential Debates, the topics on the table include the Trump and Biden records, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in our cities, and the integrity of the election. This weekend, the New York Times reported President Trump paying only $750 in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017, but no income taxes at all for 10 of the previous 15 years before the election. Joe Biden paid nearly $4 million in 2017. The average college student pays around $1,300 a year. According to the Internal Revenue Service, the average tax filer paid about $12,000 that same year, 16 times more than what President Trump paid. American voters are divided on whether to fill the Supreme Court seat before or after the election. President Donald Trump announced Saturday that Judge Amy Coney Barrett is his nominee for the Supreme Court. According to a Monmouth poll, nearly half of voters say the nomination should wait. I'm Jeffrey Lee, and those are some of the top news stories today. Fires continue to burn up and down the state. The Bobcat fire that's been burning in the Angeles National Forest for nearly three weeks now is 65% contained. So far, that fire has scorched nearly 115,000 acres and threatened communities in the Antelope Valley and the foothills of the San Gabriel Valley. Two huge fires broke out in Northern California last night. The Glass Fire, which is burning in the Napa and Sonoma wine country, and the Zog Fire, which is burning near Redding. Neither fire is under control. The North Complex Fire has been burning in the Plumas and Butte counties since mid-August. It's nearly 80% contained. The area is being hit with strong winds, high temperatures, and low humidity. It's forced the evacuation of several towns in the area, most notably the town of Paradise. Paradise is the town that was devastated in the 2018 campfire. Nicholas Casol spoke to Kim Weir. She's a resident of Paradise and says it's like the campfire all over again. Well, uh, I'm feeling fine. I mean, it becomes... Uh... Uh, something, you know, kind of like the background noise of your life when you're in the middle of a, of a, of what feels like a rerun. Because almost everybody who was here for the campfire has, you know, PTSD to one level or another. So when you smell smoke or, you know, get a warning that a fire, you know, is coming your way again, you just... <laughs> you're back there in an instant. 
Some of Weir's neighbors have evacuated. She hasn't yet, but she says she's ready to go at a moment's notice. Um, I loaded the essential stuff in my car, and the only things I didn't pack were the animals. But the two dogs are staring at me all night, and, and the cat was yowling. And, and I have six baby chicks in a dog crate on my back porch. And uh, I wasn't going to load those until the very last minute. But I didn't have to load any of them, so. And although she's staying put right now, she says it's like history repeating itself all over again. Yeah, it's, it's like a story you, you, wish, it would, you wish would end but uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to for a while until we figure out this fire thing. KQED's Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez has been covering the fires in the Bay Area all day. He was in Petaluma at the Veteran Administration where folks have been evacuated to. You know, I talked to a number of folks, um, talked to some seniors who were uh, displaced. They said that the evacuation orders came a lot quicker than usual. Usually they have some time to figure it out, a few hours, something, right? But between the time they got the evacuation warning and the evacuation order was something like 30 minutes super quick. Uh, one guy, Pierre LaBerge, told me um, that he was forced to wait outside of one evacuation site for hours and then another on top of that until they finally got him to one that was not going to be affected by the wildfires because everyone was in such a hurry and there was so much disarray. And it doesn't look like the fires will be contained anytime soon. Lynn Tolmakoff is the chief of the CalStats program at Cal Fire. She says weather conditions have created a red flag warning and evacuating residents is the safest thing to do. So the goal right now, obviously, is, is uh, making sure people are safe, getting people out of the fire's way. Uh, unfortunately, it's still pretty windy out there. The fire stayed very active overnight, over 11,000 acres at this point, and still growing. Um, so their priority right now is, is taking care of people. The battle over TikTok ownership is still in full force. President Trump ordered a ban on TikTok downloads from the App Store to go into effect on Sunday, just a few hours before a U.S. judge ruled on the president's order. Avery Anderson has more. Federal Judge Carl Nichols of the U.S. District Court halted a ban against TikTok just a few hours before it was set to begin at midnight on Sunday. The Chinese-owned platform that boasts over 80 million American users is currently in a battle with the United States government since President Trump blacklisted the app on August 6th. The president cited security concerns as the reasoning for the ban and declared the app a national emergency. TikTok now must find an American company to purchase its U.S. operations in order to avoid being outlawed. The halting of the ban by Judge Nichols allows TikTok to operate in the U.S. without interruption until there is a full court hearing. We reached out to TikTok, and in an email, a spokesperson for the app stated, We're pleased that the court agreed with our legal arguments and issued an injunction preventing the implementation of the ban. We will continue defending our rights for the benefit of our community and employees. For Annenberg Media, I'm Avery Anderson. Being online in Zoom classes all day can get exhausting for any Trojan. For some students with learning disabilities, it can be even tougher particularly now in midterm season. Caitlin Calfo has more. Some USC students with learning accommodations say sitting through online classes is taking a toll. Maddie Langford is a sophomore. 
I'm a lot more anxious and stressed out. During exams, my heart is pounding the whole time and I'm just worried that I'm not going to finish. Normally, USC offers a long list of accommodations for students with disabilities, but now that list has been cut back considerably. For example, students like Maddie used to take exams at special test-taking centers where there are a few distractions. Now, the University Office of Disability Services and Programs, or DSP, says that accommodation is not applicable in an online setting. Langford says USC could be more receptive and flexible to meet students' needs in this exclusively online world. I recently had an exam on Blackboard where I could only see one question at a time and I couldn't go back after I moved on to the next question. And on top of that, I also had technical issues, so I had to email my teacher during the exam and wait for her response. And we weren't given extra time, even though there were technical issues. She asked to simply take tests with pencil and paper. She asked to get a PDF copy of exams to do that. She says DSP has not yet granted the request and asked for more information first. Some other students who normally receive learning accommodations say taking classes online has some advantages. For me, sometimes being in a classroom was more distracting. USC junior Elisa O'Reilly says she used to rely on resources offered in the disability services program. And now she says her instructors have been giving her more time. Like how a lot of my exams um, give me a window to take rather than um, a specified time of the day. I think it's reduced a lot of um, stress in exams and I've seen my grades improved. O'Reilly says she feels lucky to have a good setup for learning from her home and she knows not everyone has that. O'Reilly says USC should consider offering smaller in-person testing resources for students with learning disabilities even now during COVID. I think that's a great idea. I think that if USC can do that in a safe way, I think that'd be very beneficial and show um, their support for all the students who are probably struggling during this time having to adapt to online classes. Annenberg Media has reached out to DSP several times over the past week. They have not responded with any comment. For Annenberg Media, I'm Caitlin Calfo. That's all from where we are. Today's show was produced by Paulina Sherizova and Johnny Dorsill. Iona White is the executive producer. Thank you to our reporters, Jolene Pumphrey, Julia Rosalise-Hill, Dustin Hotchmuth, Jeffrey Lee, and Nicholas Casol. And I'm Charles Pink. For all of us here at Annenberg Media, see you next time on From Where We Are.